Moin Zen everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Teja podcast. This is a book episode. Today's book is called Born to Run 2, The Ultimate Training Guide. And it was written by Christopher McDougall and Eric Orton. This book has 270 pages. I finished reading it on January 6th of 2023. Happy New Year, everyone! Here's the short summary. After the hugely successful first book, the author now focuses on explaining training methods and related aspects from the minimalist runner's angle. While those are interesting and supplemented with fun follow-up and anecdotes from book number one, it could have been a short blog post. The book in three sentences. Running is about community, having fun and using the human body's potential. Running should be done with proper form in order to avoid injuries. Running form can be learned and improved by doing specific exercises and increasing cadence to 180 steps per minute. Running together dates back to the beginning of human tribalism. It makes us feel stronger and more likely to survive. That's why it still releases more endorphins. Impressions After the massively successful previous book, this one had a high chance to disappoint. And unfortunately, in my opinion, it did. Granted, the author acknowledges that this book has the worst possible title because it's not much of a successor to Born to Run, but instead more of an accompanying work to it. Here, the focus is on training itself. You won't find any training plans for ambitious runners, though. It's all entry-level. The focus is on learning better running form to prevent injury and maximize enjoyment, which is great. The core and stability exercises are innovative and often require a partner, which is different from what you usually find in the running magazines or anywhere else. MacDougall calls them movement snacks. And they are my main takeaways. The chapter on food seems to be contradictory to much I have previously read and I think it's not thoroughly researched or might be based on older studies. This can be ignored. The little anecdotes and follow-ups of the original Born to Run cast is interesting but feels a bit too much like nostalgia of the good old days. The chapter on Caballo Blanco's death is quite emotional, but I think it shouldn't have been part of this type of book. This makes it neither a good successor to the first book, nor a thorough training book. It's a bit of both, but fails to do the parts really well. How the book changed me. Core exercises are important, not just for running. This is another credible source saying so. Running should be fun first and foremost. Make it fun. Change the settings, invent and add new challenges and stop when it becomes about ego and you're willing to risk injury for it. That's not the purpose. Highlights and notes. Chapter 1. The run-free feeling. You're supposed to run to get in shape. Except if you're not in shape, you're not supposed to run. And it's not just me, it's all of us. Chapter 2. Chasing Wobbles. Your brain is constantly worrying in search of energy-saving shortcuts. That's how we're wired. It's not clear what kind of vocabulary a dog has, but go easy or take a rest day definitely aren't part of it. 
throw a stick and every dog won't tell you why Joe Rogan is against cardio. Chapter 3. Journey back to the beginning in 10 minutes. Train running form this way. Step 1. Pull up Rock Lobster by the B-52s. 2. Stand with your back facing the wall about one step away. 3. Blast the song. 4. Run in place to the beat. You can't heel strike or overstride when you run in place. You can't kick back or stray off balance when you're keeping your back near the wall. And thanks to the B-52s, you'll never have to guess how many footsteps per minute you should be doing. Every natural impulse you inherited is urging you to never make a move unless survival depends on it. Studies have shown that runners who bought shoes based on gait analysis are up to five times more likely to suffer an injury. Fun, on the other hand, spikes awareness, confidence, stress relief and competency. When you're having fun, you're focused. Why? Because your body approves and wants more. We evolved to encourage and assist one another because the pack lived or died by mutual success. I always thought of running as a superpower, she says. But when power is simply stored, it's useless. It needs to be used, conducted, applied to an engine of change. Chapter 4. Getting started. Raramuri kids don't practice slow. First they go fast. When they get good at fast, then they go long. Speed is a terrific teacher. Speed encourages good running form. When you're in top gear, no one has to explain why you should land on your forefoot or pop your foot back off the ground. You just do it. Chapter 5. Pre-game. Movement snacks. The more you can move, the more emotionally safe you'll feel. The safer you'll feel, the happier and less anxious you'll be. 1. Dead bug belly breath. Lie on your back, knees bent, feet in the air. Shins parallel to the ground. Extend arms straight past your head. Lift head, tuck it against the chest. Breathe in through your nose, flatten lower back against the ground. Breathe out through your nose, feel belly soften, maintain position. Repeat five times. 2. Quick feet with partner. Face partner, raise hands and place palms against each other's. Maintain palm contact. Lead partner tries to step on the other's toes. Other one tries to dance away. Switch. 3. Deep squats solo or with partner. Stand with feet shoulder width apart. Grab each other's wrists. Support each other by pulling backward. Easing down into a squat at the same time as deep as you can. Activated core. Pause. Then pull each other back up. Repeat 10 to 12 times. 4. Warm-up shin box and rocking shin box. Sit with both knees bent, bottom of left foot against right thigh, right knee bent a bit more than 90 degrees. Gaze forward. Hands behind you to support if needed. Look to the right, press feet into the floor, shift knees into opposite leg position. Rocking shin box. Sit with knees bent. Feet on the floor, place both hands on outside of knee, pull to extend chest and sit upright. Round your spine, roll onto your back until shoulder blades touch the ground. 
reverse and roll back up into the shin box position. Repeat five times per side. Five, bear crawls. Start on all fours with hands under shoulders, knees under hips, looking ahead of you. Crawl around in a nice fluid motion. Avoid swaying. 20 steps. Variant, straight legs crawl. Six, three-point crab. On all fours, knees under hips in a bear crawl position. Press into right hand and left foot while lifting your left hand and bring your right knee forward and through. Right foot on the floor, left hand to the floor behind you, now in crab position, chest facing up. Left hand now to the sky, engage core, push up hips. Back to crab position. Repeat three times per side. 7. Ninja jumps. Squat and leap forward. Land softly and quietly. Focus on precision, knees bent deeply. Repeat five times into different directions. Chapter 6. Food. Your fork is not your coach. What you eat affects not only your strength and body weight, he realized, but your injury risk as well. The point is to get your body to change the way it gets energy. You want it to burn more fat and less sugar. Chapter 7. Fitness. Become the master mechanic. 100 up. Barefoot, feet shoulder width apart, straight back. Raise one leg as high as hip while opposing side arm is driven forward. Then switch leg and arm. Marching in place 100 times. Purpose. Training active muscle pattern, especially for forefoot landing and knee drive. It's impossible to land on your heel while performing the 100 up. Chapter 9. Focus. Faster, farther and forever. It doesn't mean you've got to sprint all the time, Eric said, but the technique is the same. Believe it or not, running fast is the best way to learn how to run slow. The one mile test. Why one mile? This middle distance is a good benchmark for calculating the maximum speed that can be sustained for a relatively long period before going into oxygen debt. The remedy, don't train for 26 miles. Learn how to run one mile fast and repeat it 25 more times. Be mindful of form and focus as you go. Think of these runs as dance rehearsals rather than exercise. Your goal is to master moves and rhythm, not just bash out distance. It's tricky to combine mindfulness and relaxation, but that's the aim. Chapter 10. Footwear. First, do no harm. Not surprisingly, ultras are the shoes we recommend to start your 90-day run-free reboot. For trails, ultra superior. Zero drop, 21mm stack. For roads, Ultra Escalante, zero drop, 24mm stack. Why Ultra? Natural feel, flexibility, long shelf life. In other shoes, look for a wide toe box, ample length, a low heel or low drop, minimal cushioning or minimal stack height. Start the week with less cushioned shoes to build foot strength, then treat yourself to something a little more plush for a Saturday long run, like the Socony Endorphin Speed, 
which Nathan calls the best hoker that hoker never made. Cushioning is a narcotic. It's a numbing agent. The more you have, the less you feel. So Eric and I strongly recommend you train in the ultras or a similar low-drop shoe. But running barefoot, the Florida researchers found, tripled that score. Working memory performance improved by 16%. Chapter 11. Fun. If it feels like work, you're working too hard. If you told Arnulfo or Manuel Luna they ought to goggins themselves into the hospital to become the hardest man ever created, or they ought to suffer in order to grow, they'd either hand you the moonshine jug or gently remove it from your hands. Caballo's pre-race oath. Right hand on heart, left hand up. If I get hurt, lost or die, it's my own damn fault. Pull that plug. Don't do damage. Starting a race is brave, she explained. Finishing it when you're hurt is ego. If it's going to knock you out of training for three days, she told Zack, then call it a day. Sometimes your body is beat. Other days your head's not there. But you're afraid you'll pay a price if you ditch a workout. The solution? Same as with any other love affair. Keep it fun. Keep it fresh. But most of all, keep it honest. You have to absorb the unpredictability of the outside world, Rick believes. Because otherwise you lose the source of inspiration. Rick Rubin might forget to do his chants. He might not be in the mood to do his squats, but lash them together and instantly his mind has a new focus. He's doubled his motivation and slashed the monotony. Rick Rubin's standard chants go like this. May I be filled with love and kindness. May I be well. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. So if you're wondering if it's okay to run with music, consider it the same way you would your food choices, your footwear and your running form. Is it making you stronger or hiding a weakness? Is it helping you get better or get it over with? The best races, a wise old trail runner once told me, start where you scratch a line in the dirt with your foot. Chapter 12. Family. Those who sweat together, soar together. For millions of years, no one would bend their head to a job without a partner to watch their back, and no parent would leave their children behind with predators afoot. Humans alone were prey. Humans united were an unstoppable force. We broke through as a species the day we became running buddies. That was our superpower. Our ability to head off across the savannah with no natural weapons except our ability to run any creature alive into heat exhaustion. Did you know that happy people live up to seven years longer than unhappy people and are half as likely to suffer cardiovascular disease? Beer, unlike anything else, is about friendship and fun. Wine is serious. Champagne is victorious. But beer, beer alone is a party in a glass. There's only one language in the animal kingdom and that's energy, Caesar Milan said. That's why you need to get your own mood in order before you begin. Whatever you're feeling travels down the leash. 
Chapter 13. Final lesson from the white horse. Run free, caballo. Skill can't be bought. It can't be life-hacked or hurried. You can throw all the money and gear you want at a skill, and you'd be throwing it away. Chapter 14. Injuries. Fixing your flat tires. Running injuries aren't caused by your body. They are caused by your behavior. Your body is complaining because you made it function in an awkward position, same as it would if you slept all night with your head cocked funny. Fix your form and in nearly every case you'll fix your problem. And that's it for this book summary. I hope you enjoyed this. Feel free to pick up the book, of course, if you thought it would be interesting. But in all honesty, I would suggest you skip this one. <laughs> For me, this is just a three out of five stars book. Um, if you haven't read the first edition, the original Born to Run, pick that up because that's a great one. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day uh, or your evening or your night, whatever it is. And take care. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>